The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Praise the Lord, everyone. I'm here, Pastor Billy Han Jr. And I'd like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV, channel 8, and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KDVU-TV, channel 28 in Rica. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQJA-TV, channel 15.3, and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9, in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 6, 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming and from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world, and with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Cali for 100 years, and our prayer towel, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. Their church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hansen, in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins. That is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. To begin our musical program, we call upon the church choir 
to sing a spiritual number entitled, Walk in Jerusalem Just Like John. They're led by choir director Emilia Hahn. Please join in and sing along by following the words on your screen. I want to be musical number is by members of the church band. They will play a live liver rendition of O Nicodemus, led by yours truly.
soloist Tihani Tuuli, who will sing the song Praise the Lord. Through song, she conveys a beautiful message of hope and reminds that Jesus is in control if we let him have his way in our lives. When we are being tested to the limit, we are encouraged to lift up the mighty shield of faith and praise the Lord. struggle that shatters all your dreams and your hopes have been cruelly crushed by Satan's manifested scheme and you feel the urge within you to submit to earthly fear don't let the faith you're standing in seem to disappear praise the Lord he can work Now the church choir will sing another song entitled, Walk With Me. A spiritual walk with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is an important one. We want to continue to learn and grow in the beauty of His grace and love. 
and stay in the center of his will. Kapuni is our instrumentalist for this program. Using her God-given talents, 
She will play an upbeat rendition of the song Sweet By and By on the auto harp.
We have a vocal duet by sociopaths and Marvin and Sherlyn Abing, who will bring forth a song, Grace Greater Than Our Sin. This number is dedicated to Tehani Tuuli. May the joy of the Lord be upon your heart and bring you much happiness throughout the new year. Have a blessed day. God.
Happy New Year's Eve, and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Car Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV Channel 15.3 and Comcast Channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in Los Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR-TV Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view a Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the schedule of gospel services here in the home state Hawaii, services held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services held on Wednesday evenings only at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanero Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Walter Aitin Loy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Lenny K. Waiasano Sr. in Kaloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Bologo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotobato, Midinao, Philippines. At our Maui branch church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You are welcome to attend these services, regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now, I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. The signs of the times are upon us because the hearts of men are turning towards ungodliness. Today, there is an unbelievable amount of turmoil all over the world, brought on by man's hate, greed, and desire for supreme power. Therefore, it is more important than ever to seek and find Jesus. I pray that my sermon entitled, Yes, the Old Account Was Settled Long Ago, will give you the opportunity to consider what Jesus has to offer you. 
if you will but hear his voice. I caution you, don't reject the word of God. And above all, don't reject the Lord. Hopefully in due time, others will be able to see Jesus in you rather than merely you in you. Always bear in mind, many are called, but few are chosen. If you want to spend eternity in paradise with the Lord, then you want to be among the chosen. Let us begin with the sermon. Television viewers, someday the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back to check on us. Having this knowledge of his return, I will want to check my account and see that it is settled before I face his judgment seat. I'm very sure you would want to do the same if you knew an auditor was coming and there was a possibility that your account was not in order. For our first scripture reading, let us turn to 2 Corinthians 5.10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he had done, whether they be good or bad. The emphasis God places here in the scripture is the need for self-conviction. Take, for instance, a businessman who intends to be away on a long trip. The businessman, before his departure, gave one subordinate a $1,000 to another $2,000 and still another $3,000. And so did Jesus leave his servants in charge of his business upon earth. After a time, the businessman returned and with anticipation, anxiously looked forward to seeing how successful his supporters had fared in prospering with what he had left them. Two of them had put their money in the bank and gained interest, while the third failed by not doing so. The first two were highly commended. The one that failed was not only rebuked, but severely punished. Can you see the analogy here? Whether they be talents as listed in Matthew 25, 14 to 30, or pounds as mentioned in Luke 19, 9, 11 to 27, the nobleman gave his servants a responsibility to act on his behalf that he might be glorified. Our Lord Jesus Christ is the head of that household or that nobleman referred to in the scriptures. Yes, he has gone away. However, he is coming back again. During his absence, Jesus tells us to occupy until he returns. In other words, keep busy for him. For the night cometh when man can work no more. When he returns, there will be a great day of accounting. The book of life will be opened, and Jesus will be the judge. We who have been born again through the scriptures will have to be accountable to him for the way we use our talents and our lives. Please understand that the saint of God will not be judged for sin as will the unbelievers in the great white throne judgment. The saints of God will stand before the judgment seat of Christ and be judged for their works as we previously read. Some will be commended and rewarded, while others will have to confront him shamefacedly as they look over their wasted lives. Let us read what Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 11, 31 to 32. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Today in our lives, we are given every opportunity to get right with God. Remember, TV viewers, it's not too late to start over again. Although you can't turn the clock back, 
neither erase or obliterate sinful memories, you can start again in Christ. And the time to do it, it is now. We have a very merciful, compassionate, long-suffering, gracious, and truthful God. He encourages us to start anew, as you read in Psalms 103, 11-13. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is His mercy toward them that fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath He removed our transgressions from us. Like as the Father pitieth His children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear Him. Our purpose in His service is to have a godly fear upon our hearts. In addition, we must fully recognize God's purpose was not to solve all of our problems or be the long-awaited remedy for the ills of the world. But more importantly, He came to save. Therefore, His purpose involves His glory, His kingdom, and His Messiah, which is Jesus Christ. A true born-again Christian must always remember that he owns nothing not even himself. When Jesus made that one perfect sacrifice for the sins of the entire world, we were bought with a great price. And what a price it was. We were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ. As you read in 1 Peter 1, 18 to 19, for as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Thus, we are stewards. We are in this world to do the business of our Father, who is in heaven. When some think of stewardship, they think only of money and being compensated for services rendered. However, the Bible's stewardship involves much more. Inherited, diligent, stewardship are time, talent, service, and substance. Nothing is ours. Everything belongs to the Lord, and we are entrusted with it for but a short span of time. We don't even own our wages. It is God who gives us strength to earn these wages. He asks that we bring Him one-tenth of a gross income, which is our tithes and fuel offerings. Many today fail in their tithes and offerings. Are you one of them? Have you deceived yourself thinking that going to church on Sunday, praying, and so forth is sufficient to satisfy the requirements of holiness. Many true born-again Christians buy cars, homes, and welcome good times, but give nothing to the Lord, and therefore are robbing God. Someday they will face Jesus. He will say to them, I gave you power to earn your money. I gave you talent. I gave you strength, health, and breath. Without me, you could do nothing. The scripture spoke of tithing. What do you do about it? How can they face, they face Him? If they have been disobedient to Him, money is the least thing anyone can give to the Lord. <clears throat> Jesus tells us in Luke 16, 10, He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is also unjust in much. We are stewards of opportunities to help others. The sick is to be visited. The poor must be clothed. The hungry need to be fed, and souls are to be won. The mark of a good Christian is that he be thoughtful of others. We read in Matthew 25, 35 to 39, For I was in hunger, and he gave me meat. I was thirsty, and he gave me drink. I was a stranger, and he took me in. Naked, 
and he clothed me. I was sick, and he visited me. I was in prison, and he came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and come unto thee? And Jesus answered, Insomuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. On that occasion, when we must face the Lord, he will tell us, I gave you opportunity for doing good. What did you do? What will you answer be to him on that day? As stewards, it's also our responsibility to use our influences on others. In time of need, the influence of a Christian counts for God. Read Matthew 5, 14. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on the hill cannot be hid. If the light of anyone's life burns brightly for Christ, he can be a beneficial influence. The influence from such a person doesn't fade away just because he comes into contact with other individuals. This is spoken of in the Word of God, which tells us that our works do follow us. In Revelation 14, 13, it is recorded that John the Beloved heard a voice from heaven that instructed him thusly, Right, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, said the Spirit, they that may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. Thomas Edison died, but his influence lives on, especially in the world of electric lighting. Luther Burbank died, but his influence lives on in the botanical world. Peter, Paul, James, John, and the rest of the apostles passed on, but their influences live on in the gospel world. And if you and I live for Christ, so too can our influence live on in the spiritual realm. Paul's influence on others was the outgiving of the inliving Christ, as you read in Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. What is distinctive about the people of God? It is their repentance and faith in the person of Jesus Christ, the Almighty God. Without repentance, men dwell upon earth as gods, self-willed and presumptuous, which vividly described the inherent nature of man from the beginning when man disobeyed God. We must repent rather than reform when we approach God for salvation. It is true repentance that highlights a need for a savior. Paul summarizes this basic concept in Romans 10, 9 to 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Salvation is not found in human nature, neither is it in the world and its pleasures, nor is sin removed solely by water baptism or finding false comfort in a Godhead made of three persons. God brings us to the understanding that only in the name of Jesus and only when it is administered in the water baptism by total immersion is sin removed which is an act of good conscience toward God. At the time of Jesus' ministry, there were questions as to what the proper method for purification should be. At the time, the law of Moses prevailed. Still others found comfort in idolatry. 
and many as evidence today are being deceived by the doctrine of devils. At the advent of Jesus Christ, it was proclaimed that he would save his people from their sins. The question is, who can forgive sin? It is God alone. Let us read what Jesus proclaimed in Luke 5, 20 to 24. And when he saw their faith, he said unto him, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this which speaketh blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? And when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answering said unto them, What reason ye in your hearts? Whether it is to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Rise up and walk? But that he may know that the Son of Man hath power upon earth to forgive sins. I say unto thee, Arise, and take up thy couch, and go into thine house. Because of sin, the ills of this world are brought upon man. But through the removal of sin, we are made whole, purified, and fit for the kingdom of God. Yes, viewers, there is only one way to enter into the kingdom of God. You must be born again of water and of the Spirit. To be born of water is to be born, baptized by immersion in water and in the name of Jesus Christ. As Peter declared in Acts 2.38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The name of Jesus is so vital to correct and complete salvation because Acts 4.12 implicitly declares, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Nicodemus the Pharisee inquired about this wonderful salvation, and Jesus informed of exactly that which he had to do in order to inherit eternal life. Let us read John 3, 5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. To the detriment of many, Modern theology teaches the deletion of water baptism, but it is in the power, power to change the meaning of the scriptures. When we do, man puts himself in the place of God and suffers an eternal loss. To be born of the Spirit is to speak in an unknown tongue or language, as designated in Acts 2.4, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. On the day of Pentecost, the receivers of the tongues of the Holy Spirit formed the first church of which Christ became and still is its head today. The utterances of the Holy Spirit confirmed the word because 3,000 souls who had gladly heard Peter's sermon took on the name of Jesus and were baptized. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. You may ask, what is the kingdom of God's message? Paul tells us in Romans 14, 17, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. A question posed by some Pharisees to Jesus was, when will the kingdom of God come? Read the Lord's response in Luke 17, 20, 21. The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, lo here or lo there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. God's answer was direct. The kingdom of God is not seen outwardly. It exists in the hearts of men. Unfortunately for the Pharisees, they were ignorant of the fact that the kingdom was actually in their midst, in the person of the personages of the king and his disciples. Do you know who preached the first born-again message, which included the subject matter we know as the gospel of the kingdom of God? It was Jesus, of course, 
As we read in Mark 1, 14 to 15, now after that John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. And God is calling the world unto repentance, not willing that any should perish. Jesus is the only savior for this lost and dying world. Yes, we are stewards of the gospel of the kingdom of God. Though we are living in perilous times, in a sin-filled world, God has commanded us to preach the gospel in all the world, that be a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. In the gospel of Mark 13, 32, 33, we read, but of that day and that hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Take ye heed, watch and pray, for ye know not when the time is. The question you should be asking yourself, Tarakaz viewers, is, am I a watchful Christian? To be watchful means to be up and doing for the Lord. A born-again Christian who is really watchful is one who is busy and active for him. Luke tells us in chapter 17, 7 to 10 of how service should be rendered. Let's begin reading in verse 7. But which of you, having a servant plowing or feeding cattle, will say unto him, By and by, and when he's come from the field, go and sit down to meet, and will not rather say unto him, Make ready wherewith I may sup, and gird thyself, and serve me to what I have eaten and drunken, and afterward thou shalt eat and drink? Doth he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him? I trow not. So likewise is he, when he shall have done all those things which are commanded you, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty to do. Humble and dedicated service is required to serve effectively. Therefore, as saints, we are keeping, practicing, and upholding all the commandments of God. Many young people today are going astray because of the influence of their parents, parents who are living only for this world and leaving Jesus out of their lives. Parents should set an example for their children, not the children for the parents. Paul said, for I seek not yours, but you. For the children are not to lay up for the parents, but the parents for the children. Parents implore you, I implore you to so live that our children can someday say, I had the best father and mother that ever lived, and I want to be like them. Someday you must give an account to God for your influence. How are you using it? There is a phrase that I wish to quote, to whom much is given, much shall be required. If one has a college education, if one can speak or sing well, if one has the ability to make money, more is required of him or her than of those who do not have such advantages. If one has talents above others, one shall be more answerable to the Lord than who have lesser talents. Let us read what Jesus said about involvement in Matthew 12, 35 to 37. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things, 
And an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Indeed, what a sobering realization it is to know that even our very words commit us to a future destiny. The words we speak express our character. Everything we do in this life is being recorded in heaven for reproduction on the day of judgment. Greater emphasis is placed on the importance of putting Jesus first in our lives. As we read about the rich young ruler, this young and prosperous man had all the advantages in the world. He asked the Lord, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Jesus responded, thou knowest the commandments. And the rich young man answered, all these have I kept from my youth up. Turn now with me to Mark 10, 21 to 23. Then Jesus beholding him, loved him and said unto him, one thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast and give to the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross and follow me. And he was sad at that saying, and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked round about and saith unto his disciple, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? Before completely rendering ourselves to God, it was our mistaken belief that the only requirement we need to live a holy life was to find out from the Bible what it was God wanted us to do. Then simply go and do it. However, we missed the most important aspect of service, which was we should not have relied upon our human strength. Again and again, God awakens us to the realization that we must depend upon His Holy Spirit in order to attain any degree of holiness. Thusly, we should not be likened to the rich young ruler who failed to realize the futility of trying to live a Christian life and rely upon his own strength. Today, there are many who are unable to focus on the true rewards that are set before every true born-again Christian. Our city, as in many places, is still full of lost people. Wouldn't it be a wonderful thing if every member of our church would win at least one soul to Jesus this year? Listen to Mark 8:36. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Yes, the old account was settled long ago, and the record's clear today, for he washed my sins away. When the old account was settled long ago, if you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review the telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Han Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. Our church band will now close the program with his spirited song entitled, Victory ahead.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.